0: back to the episode.
1: I need to get back to my, that original why that I had of making a difference and making a bigger impact and using my passions and my talents to do something. And I went, okay, what, am I, what ticks all those boxes for me? And it was Facebook ads.
2: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I really appreciate you for giving me your time today. Hope all is going well with you and whatever you're up to today. I am your host, Rick Mulready, and this is episode number 163. And today, I am really excited to welcome one of my students to the podcast. Her name is Salome Shillack, and her website and business is called shineandsucceed.com. Salome lives down in Australia, and she has quickly created an awesome Facebook ads business for herself. She is one of the most positive and passionate people that I know in trying to help female online business owners grow their business. And in my talk with Salome today, she shares how how she's quickly grown her Facebook ads business. We talk about the mindset that you need to have if you want to have a, a successful Facebook ads business, what it's like to move on from a client that's draining your energy, even though you're really wanting that income from that client. We talk about when she was first starting out her business, how she got testimonials and case studies, and the number of free campaigns that she had to run to get them, I couldn't believe. I actually didn't know this when she uh, started talking about it. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. You'll you'll hear that in a second. Uh, Salome so shares how and why she niched down. She talks about her pricing structure, how she has systematized her onboarding process, and we also dive into this whole concept of the ripple effect, quote unquote. And we also talk about a whole lot more. This is one of my more favorite interviews that I've done here on. Uh, The podcast complete with, as you're going to hear in a second, birds chirping in the background because Salome was on a uh, a little trip for her day job. And you're going to know what I'm talking about as soon as we uh, jump into it. But before we do jump into it, with Salome. If you are interested in creating a business around managing Facebook ads for other businesses, then I want to invite you to one of my free live online trainings that I've got coming up where you're going to learn the five steps to creating an awesome Facebook ads business. So I'm going to be talking about what it takes to build a successful Facebook business from Scratch. We're going to be getting into things like the simple formula for attracting and closing a consistent stream of ideal clients with budget to spend and that won't drain the life out of you. That's super important. How to have your Facebook ads business up and running with clients fast or massively be scaling it. I'm also going to be sharing a bunch of case studies during this training, like, for example, how one Facebook ads manager went from a monthly retainer of just $165 per month to over $2,000 per month per client within a year while raising three kids. That and a whole lot more. As I mentioned, I'm going to be doing three live training times uh, on November 13th and 14th. That's next Monday and Tuesday. So to reserve, reserve your spot for a day and time that works best for you, go over to to rickmulready.com forward slash ad manager three that's the number three rickmulready.com forward slash ad manager that's a d m a n a g e r three the number three all right without further ado let's go hang out with salomi salomi welcome to the podcast how are you
1: I'm really good, Rick. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor.
2: Absolutely. I uh, I hear birds chirping in the background. It's like you're uh, you're you're down in Australia. I feel like you're in the middle of like trees around you, and I think it's I'm like Ow. super calm and zened out in talking to you.
1: Well, I am sort of in the middle of nowhere at the moment. I'm traveling and I'm in this tiny little mining town, and I'm sitting in a hotel room looking at at massive trees with beautiful birds. It is gorgeous.
2: Nice. Uh, well, thank you for uh, taking taking a few minutes to uh, to chat with us here. Uh, I'm excited yeah, because course. I've been I've been following you. All. You're a member of uh, my ad manager program, and I've been following yeah. your progress for the last I would say for the past year or so. And yeah, it's been really yeah. fun to watch the progress and where you've come and where you're at right now. And, um, you know, we've yeah. talked a lot about some of the experiences that you've had. And I just thought that, um, having you on the show here would be a really great learning opportunity for people who, Um, are getting into running ads for other businesses or thinking about doing it um, or even people who are already doing it and you know finding some different Mm -hmm. ways to uh, maybe look at some things differently and how they're doing things so yeah why don't we what's your background like how long you've been running facebook ads and and um, you know what got you into it and, and let's start there
1: Okay, so so what got me into it was Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and I know you know you guys are great friends. So yeah. she introduced me to you. But how it really started was when my um, second child was and she's four now just after she was born i said to my husband look i feel um there's more to life than day jobs and being a mum, i would love to like have some more flexibility and start creating something that has meaning that has you know more meaning than just showing up and making money for someone else um and so i enrolled in a coaching program because i felt being a coach would allow me to have a bigger impact and leave a legacy and do something that's really meaningful with my passions and with my time and with my talents and make money along the way as well, you know, because that's important, too. Sure. So I started networking. I started networking in Perth, where I live, and I networked my heart out. And I'm an introvert. I quickly became really incredibly exhausted from all of that, and the business didn't really take off. So I heard Amy Porterfield's program, Webinars That Convert. I bought that program mm-hmm. about 18 months ago okay. and decided I'm going to do an online program that was going to be my thing. Uh, And so I learned everything about webinars and then realized, oh, my goodness, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to learn a lot of other things, too, like lead pages and Facebook ads. And, you know, there's lots of pieces to the puzzle. Um, And so that's when I started learning Facebook ads. And in July of last year, I ran my first online course. And I ran ads. This was my first go at Facebook ads. I ran four hundred dollars worth of ads.
2: What was the course about?
1: It was about using Facebook Live. So okay. Facebook Live launched. Facebook Live launched in. Um, so instead of networking, I started using Facebook Live to, to get clients. Cool. Uh, it start, Facebook Live launched in April last year. I was like, I'm on top of this thing. I love this thing. Um, So I started using Facebook Live to do networking instead of the face-to-face networking Mm -hmm. and created a course to help people. So everyone was responding, how are you making these videos and how are you going live and what light are you using and what mic and, you know. Um, So I created a little course about using Facebook Live. I called it the Facebook Live Superstar and I ran $400 worth of ads and I made $2,000 with it. And I thought that was a terrible failure. Really? Like looking back now, yeah. Looking back now, I was like two thousand bucks. You know, you that doesn't even count investment the cost of- in ads, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know it then. Right, That's right. the funny thing. I was like, what? Like two thousand. It was the biggest disappointment to me. Um, and now I look back at it and I go, wow, what an incredible success! Because I know now, you know. But back then I was just like, oh, this didn't go as well as I hoped. Yeah. So I put that on it, like I shelved that. And uh, instead of running it again, I started doing social media for other people. So other people approached me and said, can you make videos for us? Can you do this for us? Can you do that? So then I started creating social media for other businesses. And alongside with doing their social media, I also ran some ads for them. Um, so it was sort of, okay, I'm doing all of your posts, I'm doing videos, I'm editing the videos, I'm posting it. And, and I was only charging $500 a month for this. So again, I got into this, oh, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I don't know what I was going to do. Yeah. So I ended up in, um, so in December last year, I was like absolutely tired, exhausted. It was Christmas holidays. And I said, I'm packing it in. This business thing is not for me. I'm not going to do it. Um, I was you know, just burnt out. Um, And we went on holidays in January, and I took the entire January off and decided to go back to my day job. Uh, And so early in the year, so when we got back home, I started looking for a job, quickly got one, got back into the day job. And as soon as I got back into the day job, I said to my husband, this is going to kill me. I cannot do this. It's like... I need to get back to my that original why that I had of making a difference and making a bigger impact and using my passions and my talents to do something and I went okay what am I what ticks all those boxes for me and it was facebook ads and that's when you launched facebook ad manager and mm-hmm. I went this is the business, this is the business, this is going to be the business, you know, I went, okay, this ticks all the boxes, because I get to work with coaches, I have incredible clients who just inspire me, they make the biggest difference in the world, they help people, they teach people things, They, they make, they really do make people's lives better, I get to be creative with the ads, Um, I find ads are the perfect balance between left brain and right brain. So I just love doing it. Um, Yeah. And so that's when I took your course and I decided that's what the business is going to be. So that's the background. That's the story.
2: Okay. Okay. And how did you, as you were getting into that, as you were, as you decided, like, okay, I'm going to focus my my efforts on building a business around ads management. You said that you started working with coaches. Were those the same people that you were working with, just running their social media, or were these new people that you were um, that you were trying to work with?
1: Well, some of them were from the old the old people, the people that I had worked with. Uh, one or two of them. I offered to run some more campaigns. So I stopped doing the social media for them. And then I offered to run some campaigns pro bono for them. So I ran some campaigns pro bono. um, And I also worked my tail off to get other pro bono clients, which, you know, was a whole challenge in itself, because I had to deal with a lot of um, rejection and had to make a lot of phone calls and had to send a lot of emails and had some good experiences and had some really terrible experiences with people as well
2: okay so I want um, to di- yes. before you go on there I want to dissect that yeah. a little bit yeah N- number one why why were you doing you know the comp the pro bono work like why did you feel like you had to do that
1: Because I didn't have anyone who can say I did a good job. You know, especially early on, some of the people that I did do ads for didn't get great results because, you know, probably because I was still learning it as well, but also because I didn't realize that there needs to be a big enough budget. You know, I was still kind of, okay, well, if you're just spending $100 a month, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, one one of my clients was a real estate agent and he had a budget of $100 a month. Trying to sell houses, yeah. And I said, "Sure, I'll do it for you." Mm-hmm. Now he didn't give me a testimonial because he didn't really get much results from, uh, right. you know, he got likes on his pages and he got people to view the videos of his homes, but uh, no one bought a house off of him. Right, <laughs> so right. So he didn't give me a testimonial. Um, so I had to keep going with the pro bonos and keep going with the pro bonos until I started getting some good testimonials.
2: And so, and how long were those? campaigns that you were offering to do for free
1: I think the longest one was three months
2: oh wow okay so you were doing you yeah were, you were doing you're you're going for it there <laughs> I wasn't that.
1: very smart at it <laughs> Yeah, three months was what I kind of offered most people.
2: <laughs> okay, and so yeah. how many how many uh, of these free campaigns did you did you do before you before you were like you know what okay cool I, number one I feel more mm-hmm. comfortable doing ads because you know we're just starting out number two mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to get some results from people and I have enough testimonials to kind of start charging for my services. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. i i had um i had about five testimonials before i started charging so in order to get those five i probably worked with about 10 clients 10 Ah, different clients (laughs) okay to to get five testimonials yeah
2: over what time period i'm just curious because people might be thinking like man i work like 10 clients to get five like i want (laughs) to do this right away like how long did that take you to get that
1: Um, That would have been from about September last year when I just started with it until I think the last pro bono client I took on was in February, March this year when I decided to really knuckle down and be serious about it.
2: Okay, so we're talking five, six months, over a five, six month period.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was drawn out, it. <laughs> man. It was exhausted. Well, it, was, it wore me out.
2: Okay. I would imagine. And, and as yeah. you were doing that, how were you finding these these people? Like you mentioned that some of the people you're doing social media for, you know, were you able to you were able to parlay that into, yeah. you know, running some ad campaigns. But um, mm. where did you find and how did you go about identifying these other people that you want to work with?
1: So um, uh, the original bunch, I kind of still got from my, net, my local network, just people who knew me in the community um, and people who were following my page and seeing what I was doing in my business. Uh, and then the other, there were, when I decided to just go with coaches, um, most of them found me through Facebook groups where I was just adding value and connecting with people and talking to them and sharing what I'm doing.
2: I love it. I mean, and I really want to drill that sure. point, that point home for everybody listening right now is that you, you were out there. You were in Facebook groups that contained the type of people mm. that you had identified as those who you wanted to work with. Who you wanted to work with coaches. And I love the why behind that. And I yeah. really don't want to gloss over that. I really want people to understand, like, yeah, you know the the why for you is like I love working with coaches because they're helping people also. So the ripple effect oh, that, that yeah. you can have, you're helping yeah. the coaches who are helping yeah. these other people, and those other yeah. people are living better lives. I love that.
1: When when my clients send me the testimonials, their clients send them. Like I promise you, I've been I've cried to read some of the things that those people share that these coaches have meant to them and have done for them. And I I really see it as an honor to work with mostly, it's mostly women, but these really are inspiring, incredible women that I get to work with.
2: Yeah. I I, I love that because again, not only are you helping them as coaches live, like have better businesses, thus live better lives, but you're helping them grow their business, thus they're helping other people, the more people that they can help. Yeah. And there's that big ripple effect. Yeah. Now, when you, uh, and when you, once you identified that, you went Thank on so Facebook, yeah, I, and, and you were talking to these people, adding value to them without coming, yeah. coming out and, yeah. and, and, you know, selling your services yeah. at that point. And, you know, I get yeah. a lot of questions like, well, how do I find people that I can work with? Well, there's one perfect example that we, yeah. talk, we talk a lot about is, once you've identified who you want to work with mm-hmm. facebook groups mm-hmm. are an amazing way to uh, yeah. that have these people there like you know and there's there's That's right. i don't know the number of facebook groups but there's a lot of facebook groups yeah. that that yeah. you can find now yeah. once you decided to to niche down i'm going to say niche and just as a as a, yeah. a funny side note this guy in australia um sent me a message on Instagram the other day and he made this, he made this like little meme and it was like, yeah. finally Rick has, has figured out how to pronounce the <laughs> word niche. Um, so <laughs> to, uh, to everybody down in Australia and over the, in Europe and stuff. Yes. I'm saying niche right now. Um,
1: That's
2: funny. Yeah, it's, it is. It's <laughs> That's really funny. funny.
1: So once yeah, you, are I, there I, other people who say niche?
2: Well, I, I, yeah, I, well, I have a lot of friends who say niche a lot. Cause like, that's how we say, that's how a lot, I mean, I grew up saying niche, you know, like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny. Um, So it is funny. So once you identified that, um, who you wanted to serve with, with your business and you're like, okay, I'm done with the testimonials and the free, not, not done with testimonials, but Mm. you're done with Mm. the free campaigns. Mm. You've got five testimonials now. Kind of what, what was your next sort of step from there?
1: Well, my next step was charging $500 a month okay. on a – so, I, so I, I said, okay, it's 500 – I think 500 or 550 a month for a minimum of three months. So I wanted someone to commit for at least three months because I, I started – with the pro bonos, I, I saw that one month is not enough to get results. So I went to five or 550 a month for a minimum of three months. Um, and at that price, I attracted some wonderful people and, again, some duds. Yep. <laughs> so You know, I had some clients that I – at that price, I had one client that I had to refund his money after a month and a half um, because, again, it was a scenario where I was desperate for clients. He was desperate for income. I said he can get leads from Facebook. He was not a coach, And in hindsight, I shouldn't have taken him on Mm -hmm. for a bunch of reasons. Um, but like after month one, I said, "Well, okay, we're just you know building still the building warm audiences because he had no like there was no warm audiences. His page had nothing on it. He had no list. That we had nothing to work with. Um, and I, I said we'll we'll get some leads, and we didn't. Um, and he didn't even have an opt in, so we just ran a lead ad. Um, and after the first month, I started doing videos for him, and when I started doing videos for him, I went, okay, hang on." Getting a little bit out of hand, mm-hmm. um, and I had to make the my, like give him a call and say, "Look, I was wrong. I'm not an expert in your industry. I shouldn't have taken you on, and I'm going to refund your money." And big lesson learned there.
2: Good for, I mean, good for you for doing that. I mean, a lot of people would not do that because they're like, well, "You know what? I'm a month and a half into this campaign. They paid the money. I need the money, so I'm not going to give it back." And I think yeah. that says a lot about you as a person yeah. who you know, willing to willing to do that now as you were getting these these clients to to, you know paying 500 Mm -hmm. or 550 uh, a month Mm -hmm. how were you getting those clients were you still like were you converting the ones Mm -hmm. who you were working with on the free basis into paid or how did you go about getting those first paying clients
1: yeah so one of them was a a free one that converted into a paid one Uh, one of them was from a facebook group That was actually from the FB Advantage group. Um, I signed a client from that group. Yeah, Uh, it was, you know, it was a coach who had signed up for your program uh, to learn Facebook ads and then just went, oh, I don't want to do this myself. Can I just find someone to do this for me?
0: Got it. Um,
1: So I signed up from that group. The other two were uh, local, local business owners who knew me from my networking days. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that's how I got them.
2: So how long how long did you stay or, or let's before we get to that how many clients mm. were you working with at that time who were paying you you know the 500 to 550 a month? Uh,
1: four I had four clients at four that point who were paying me 500 yeah okay
2: yeah. and did you feel like that was manageable or were you like man I really wish I had more clients what was you know what was it like for you at that point?
1: Yeah, so it was, it was manageable for me. And, um, and at that point, I'd gone back to my day job as well. So, and, and I have two kids and I have two kids. So, yes, (laughs) it, it was manageable. Um, sleep was not that manageable.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You (laughs) Um, had nothing going on. (laughs) Exercise,
1: exercise went out the door. I forgot what my husband looked like. (laughs) Um, but, but I was, I was managing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also very conscious at that time of, not doing the same thing twice, so creating proper systems and putting things in place, so that I make it easier for myself, so I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time.
2: I love it. So and
1: I put in, yeah. So I put some stuff in place that made it easier for me.
2: Can you give me an example of the type of thing that you did put in place? And and I want to kind of caveat yeah. this: it, it it's so much easier to do this when you niche down, when you're in the same, when you're working with yeah. the same types of clients. It's, you that's don't right. have to reinvent the wheel every single time. And we've talked about that a yeah. lot here on the podcast is that when you can niche down, when you have, uh, you know, when, you have, when, you're, when you're within an industry working with similar types of clients, that's the easiest way to scale. Not only, mm. not only, not only yeah. pricing, but also your time. So what were some of those things that yeah. you did put in place to, to kind of yeah. systems and processes?
1: So, so the biggest thing was the onboarding process because that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I think that, and I, I think that's the thing that we always underestimate the amount of time it's going to take because before you get to the back end of that client's Facebook ad, you know, their business manager or or their ads manager, you just don't know what you're going to find there. So, I really systematized my onboarding process, um, created some Google documents for the client to fill in when they sign up. So, as soon as they signed up. So, I had a template of the email that I send out as soon as they signed up. Nice. That template had links. It had links in it to, A, my PayPal account and also google forms where they had to fill out you know it, it would have taken them if they did it proper. if they do it properly it would take them two hours to fill out all those forms so that i have you know information background information on their ideal client background information on their funnel, background information on what, the, you know, what they want to achieve and how they believe that's going to look like, and then all the other bits and bobs, their lead pages, their website, their you know, everything else, so that, they can just, so that they can go away and do the work once off And send it back to me and I sit down and do the work once off, you know, so that we're not constantly going back and forth. And for me to go, oh, hang on. Oh, I also needed that. And I also needed that. So I was very conscious of having that onboarding process run smoothly from the start. And then another thing was, yeah. And then the other thing with that was reporting. Uh, um, I quickly created a template for reporting and for creating, you know, just for uh, sending something out to them on a weekly basis, where I give them the numbers, mm-hmm. but I also give them a quick, in- a quick interpretation of the numbers.
2: I love it. And again, this is another another reason that when you niche down like this, you can. It's so much easier to do this because yeah, you know, everyone always yeah. Wants, Everyone always asks me like, well, what what should that reporting look like? Well. That depends yeah. on what kind of clients you're working with, yeah. and the types of numbers that yeah. they're going to be wanting to see. But when you're working yeah. with the same types of clients that you are, like you are, Solon, yeah. like, that, that's so much easier to do because you can put yeah. that template together. You, know, you can export the stats out of As Manager, get them into a spreadsheet, do a little analysis, yeah. and boom, you're, you're yeah. sending that off each week.
1: Yeah, and as I grew, you know, questions, I would send the, report, send the report out, and clients would come back with questions, and so I started seeing, oh, they, they've got the same questions, so maybe I should add this little bit in there as well, Yep. Um, because, you know, people are asking the same sort of questions, um, and yeah, and that's how it grows, and it kind of changes, and, you know, the templates, the templates change as well as I get smarter, and as I learn more about my ideal customer
2: as well. Yep. I love it. I mean, you're taking their feedback. You're you're seeing. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the same types of questions from people. Okay, cool. Um, it's time to address those those things yeah. automatically yeah. In, in the process yeah. here. So yes. so you're doing, you got five, five uh, or four clients yeah. at this point, charging five to 550. Where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Do you get more clients? You're already not even seeing your husband yeah. or, or <laughs> sleeping a whole lot. Do you get, do you take more clients on or do you start raising your prices or both? So
1: I did both. Yeah. Yeah, I did both. So I went to drop down and said, "Okay, I'm going to take on fewer clients." So I, you know, I I let a couple of the $500 clients go. One I had to refund, but the others, you know, I just said, "Okay, this is the end of our agreement. Thank you very much. This has been lovely." Um, and so I raised the prices to $750 and uh, only took on took on fewer clients. Then I only took on two clients at that price.
2: Oh, okay, so you you drop you were like, you know what? I want to drop down number of clients, but yet. I'm going to yeah. you know, take a little bit of a hit uh, from a revenue standpoint, but it's gonna be more manageable. It's not a you know a, not a big drop down um, and you know see how it works works yeah. from there. How did that yeah. work out for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Really good. Really, really good. Um I ended up signing up some fabulous, fabulous, beautiful women. Uh you know, one teaches women how to create WordPress websites, which is just fantastic because I remember how I was in tears in the middle of the night trying to create my own WordPress website. Um, and I signed up a client who teaches nurses how to pass their nursing exams, which is just an incredible thing to do, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, from this point on, I was just like going Wow, these clients are just incredible. I love what they do. And it became a lot easier because they al- they already had things in place in their businesses that allowed for the success of the Facebook ads.
2: I'm glad you bring that up because I was going to ask you no. about that. You know a lot of people, a lot of people who hire ads managers will blame mm. ads managers. When their you know their launch or their funnel or whatever like they're not getting yeah. sales, um, yeah. What did that conversation? And, and that's unfair. It's unfair to the ads manager. And I'm not saying that just yeah. as a as a Facebook ads guy. I'm saying that as a yeah. business owner yeah. as well. Like, look, yeah. a Facebook ads person can get results. Can they? They can bring in yeah. you know leads within a certain cost per lead range that you know that you agree with with the business owner but then once they become Mm -hmm. a lead you know if you're if you're Mm -hmm. only running ads now i'm not talking if you're running the entire sales funnel if the business owner is responsible for once the lead comes in to convert that lead into a sale that the facebook ads manager cannot be i mean i'm not it it happens but it's unfair to to you know hold that the facebook ads person accountable for the end sale Right? That's right. So, what did that yeah. conversation yeah. look like when you're working with these these uh, women business owners who are selling these programs? So, you're responsible for getting them leads, but yet they have a sales funnel mm. in place that's converting. What did that conversation look like with between you and the business owner?
1: Yeah. So, so for some of them, when you know, when I had the original conversation from what we spoke about, from the results they were getting, just running their own ads, I could see like that, those results were good enough. And then I could, I could say to them, you know, these are, these are good results. So you're already, you know, from what you're putting in, you're already maybe getting twice out what you're, you know, getting out what you're putting in. So I could look at their business and go, what you've got now is working. It's great. It's really good. And I can see that if we scale it or if we test something else or if we introduce another, you know, another type of ad. Because this is the thing with what I find is with these coaches who are running their own ads, they're only running an image ad. You know, they maybe they're running one or two image ads uh, in the news feed. Yep. And so I help them then create a video ad and all of a sudden it blows it up. Uh, or you know we could try an Instagram ad, and all of a sudden it goes, you know there's just you put the money in and you see, oh, okay, uh, if I add this other component to it and optimize, so you know some of them, one one of my clients were getting she was getting good results um, for a, a webinar, but she was um, setting the campaign up for clicks to website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just simply just went in and changed that to conversions. and all of a sudden, it got even, you know, way better and it was already good. So it's little things like that that I found that conversation with the client. I from when I had the original conversation with the client, I could see that the moving parts are already producing the desired outcome. Yeah. So I was then able to just say, okay. so if you bring me on board, then I can see that there is room for growth and I can see that there's room for improvement. But I also see that the right stuff is already in place.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, um, are you is that where you're at right now? Are you at two two clients right now doing 750 per month?
1: So I have just yeah I've just pushed it up to 990. Nice. So any new clients coming on board now comes on board at 990. Yep. And I have I've gone through I've also introduced a uh, once-off launch um, price a launch package of uh, I've run one launch with a client for six weeks for two and a half thousand dollars. Um, that's also going up to three thousand dollars.
2: Good for you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No. Yeah. Have you had to have the conversation with any potential client, somebody that you are, you know, looking to work with around talking about the benefits of advertising on Facebook, you know, someone who was a little bit skeptical or is or are the people that you're speaking yeah. to, are they already, you know, sort of on board with Facebook?
1: Most of the people are. Most of the people are already on board with Facebook ads, or they already know that they need Facebook ads. I think you know the marketers in general do a really good job of teaching people that how great Facebook ads are. But I, I had a conversation this week with uh, someone who is thinking about going with YouTube ads and. Um, Yeah, I'm having a conversation with her this week just helping her understand that, yeah, YouTube ads are amazing and they can be really good, Mm -hmm. uh, but Facebook ads still, you know, in all of the tests that everyone – that, you know, the big marketers are running, you know, that you are running, that uh, other people we trust in the industry is running, Facebook ads still come up, you know, way more profitable. Yeah. Than, than most of the other than, you know, Google or YouTube or all of the others. So, yeah, by all means, double in the others. Try the others out. Yep. But don't let go of your Facebook ads. <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What yeah. are, I mean, what would you say, uh, I mean, because what I think has really, one thing, one big thing, I think, for you in watching your growth, here mm-hmm. building your business is that has super benefited you is your mindset. Like, you, number one, you don't give up. You try. Yeah. You tr- you're willing to try a lot of different things. I mean, heck, you took yeah. five to six months to get five testimonials. <laughs> I mean, most people would never want to do that. But here you yeah. are creating the the you know the type of business that works best for you, fits into your family yeah. life, and uh, yeah. allows you to spend time with your kids and so forth. Um, you know. Yeah. What do you think from a mindset perspective would you say to somebody who is um, you know thinking about taking their Facebook ads knowledge and creating a business around it and managing Facebook ads for for uh, for other businesses?
0: Oh
1: that's a big question Rick um, gosh mindset is such an important piece of all of this, and I think it's because I've been in business now almost like three years um, that I have learned to really pay attention to mindset. I think, well, in terms of my own mindset, tenacity is my middle name. Like I do not give up ever if I know why I'm doing something. And my why is so big. Like, I know for sure that I'm going to make it big with this. You know, I'm going to serve a lot of people and I'm going to impact a lot of people, particularly women. Um, and that's why I love working with women coaches as well is because I, my why, I see, you know, I see mums at school who desperately wants to work, but they don't know that they can start a business or um, they don't have the finances to put their kids in daycare. Yeah. And I want to scream. I want to go, you can do this. You can totally do this. We can all do this. And, you know, I have two girls. And for me to show them, to be the example for them of mum can create anything she wants and she can make a living out of it. Um, That drives me. And that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, female coaches. And I've said it a million times, but we need to get the message out there that we can do anything we want today. In 2017, with the Internet and social media, you can make a living doing what you're passionate about. And that's that's what keeps me going. And that's what just keeps me committed to this. And that's what, you know, I mean, my mindset is not always right there. Um, yeah. You know, I have setbacks, and I mean, you've been there for some of my setbacks. And I tell you, my mindset is not there when, when the shit hits the fan. Right. Um, but the bigger thing that drives me is always there, and I, I'm getting better at getting up quicker, shaking it off quicker, and getting back on the horse quicker. You know, that and gratitude, like just focusing on what I have and what I've built. And who I'm helping rather than what I haven't yet built or haven't yet created or ha- haven't yet got in the bank. <laughs> you know, that's that's the key, I
2: think. I love it. I wish so many more people approach their business from that mindset and from that thinking. Uh, I have zero yeah. doubt, zero doubt that... That this business is going to continue to grow and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. be continue to be the model for your kids, seeing that you can do whatever you want to do, um, you know, yeah. with the right mindset and with the right effort and and just doing things because it's what you want to do and creating the type of lifestyle that you want to have, and obviously helping yeah. helping the people that that you're able to to help. Yeah, what uh, is there a specific type of uh, coach? Who you are working with? Does like does she have to have, be in a specific niche, or is it just any um, you know any women's coach in the space?
1: Yeah, no. Look, I don't think I haven't niched down further than like female coaches. I love doing webinar funnels. Um, I love launching programs. Um, those are the things that sort of the, the short, the short sprints. They, they get me really excited. Yep. Um, cause I'm, I kind of have a short concentration span. <laughs> so I love that, like the webinar funnels and the big launches and those things love them. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're a woman and you're a coach and you're making a difference and you know, I would, I would love, love, love to, to just grow more female coaches, businesses.
2: Awesome. Awesome. I will, we'll, we'll talk about where people can connect with you in just a second. I want to Kind of um, yeah. I want to finish up with two questions number, number one like in, in one like what's one thing that you would say to somebody who um, is looking to manage ads for other businesses uh, or maybe is actually already doing it and, and maybe struggling a little bit to, to grow their business what's one thing what's what one, one big lesson that you'd want to share that you learned from this experience and you're learning now um, in your own business that you could you know you could let them know?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to love where I'm at. And that's difficult sometimes because if we're ambitious, we want we don't want to be where we're at. We want to be where we're dreaming to be at, yeah. you know. Um, but to just stop and smell the roses, appreciate where you're at today because where you're at today, you're learning what you need to be where you're going to be. Um so that's the, like that's the biggest thing, and then and then don't take rejection personally. Um, I think that's the other piece. It's just it, don't take rejection personally.
2: I love it. That's I,
1: that's been the biggest thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and just talking about a lot of the things that a lot of the challenges that you had as far as getting the testimonials mm. and fi- you know mm. ha- having clients that it didn't work out with. It's not a personal yeah. thing. Just keep no. keep moving forward. Uh, yeah. and again, yeah. it's and having that right mindset and being happy with where you are uh, with where you're at.
1: And, and I want to add to that is it does knock your confidence. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and if you think if you like, I, I don't know, we tend to think that people who have made it or who are successful, who have achieved what we want to achieve, they don't get their confidence knocked, um, but they do just as much as I do. And just as much as someone just starting out will, we all get our confidence like we like we it takes a knock when we have a setback. But then, you know, the, the, the thing that I always say is just focus on the fact that it's a good quality problem. Like, you know, when I had to refund that client, I went, you know what, this is a first world problem. This is a good quality problem to have. Mm. This is a a learning experience that I can use and put better things into place so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I make sure it won't happen again. And then you think, okay, now I've learned something. Now now I'm not going to have any setbacks again. But then another setback pops up and you go, oh, it's not my confidence again. And then you just got to get back up on it and you just got to go, that's okay. This is, it's like the, uh, what's the expression? Like you go through a, uh, it's, uh, what's the expression to go through? Like, like a birthing process. Right, Sorry, right. that's not the best analogy, but it's like a birthing process. You know, <laughs> we get the, you yeah, gotta we got to go it. through these, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go through these really painful moments, but that's the, that's the stuff that gives you the runs on the board yeah. Um, and that's what the people that we aspire to be like or ha- achieve what they've achieved, that's what they've got. They've got those runs on the board. So it's kind of like, you know, when a little boy has a scar and he wears his scar like a badge of honor. That's That's what it is. Like yeah. wear it like a badge of honor. Get back up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned like seeing uh, seeing other quote unquote successful people and and looking at how f- like where they are. You know, it's the whole iceberg mm-hmm. analogy, right? Like we only see yeah. what's on top yeah. of the water. We don't see what yeah. like what's below yeah. the water, what's going on in the background of their business or or the background of their life, or all the things that yeah. that, that they went through yeah. to get to where they are. Yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah
2: it's, a, it's such yeah. a great and
1: their day. feelings their feelings hurt just as much as ours do when we get rejected you know it's right, um right. but you know you gotta keep moving you exactly. gotta keep moving
2: exactly yeah um so let me this has been really really good i want to ask you you know we're talking about here in the podcast about uh i'm reopening my ad manager program here yeah uh very soon What's like? What's been the most beneficial, or what is the most beneficial thing for you that you find in the program? What's what 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 is the yeah. biggest help for you,
1: um, Rick? The thing that I loved most that I about you know both the programs I've taken of yours is you teach you know how to how to press the buttons because that's one big piece of Facebook is where to you know how to put the the campaign and the ad set and the ad stuff together. But the biggest piece is the strategy. And that's what I find a lot of the other programs that I've taken, they don't teach you the strategy. And you teach the strategy and you go, okay – Oh, this is what a webinar funnel looks like. Oh, this is how you retarget people. Oh, this is how you you know get warm traffic back into the the funnel. You know, those are the sorts of things, those are the things that make money on Facebook ads at the end of the day. It's not knowing which button to press. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people who are just starting out with Facebook, they're so worried about the buttons. But they don't have the strategy in place yet, and you need both of those pieces. And then specifically for the ads manager, I think the thing that I loved most about the ads manager is just the confidence it gave me to know that like I have the backing of you know understanding how your business works, mm-hmm. understanding how other people's businesses works, seeing the, the, the growing with other ads managers who are in the same place I'm at. And building that relationship with them to be able to go, oh, I'm I have this stumbling block. What? How have you overcome this? And then they help me, and I help them. So, so that's been that's been one of the best things. So the confidence I get from being around people who have walked the path before me, um, and just being in a group with other people who are doing the same thing has yeah. been incredible.
2: I love it. Yeah, that's the idea. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Well, so let me, I want to make sure that, uh, that anybody who wants to get in touch with you, especially female coaches who are uh, into yeah. big things in their business and helping other people um, through, through their coaching, that they can reach out to you if they want to chat with you about uh, managing their Facebook ads. What's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Rick, the best way is um, go to shineandsucceed.com forward slash Rick. Right. That is going to take you to an Instagram post that has your face on it and they say hi to me there, you know, say hi, tell me who you are. Tell me Rick sent you.
2: So, so wait, Um, you created, you created,
1: I'll get in contact.
2: You created an Instagram post with my face on it.
1: I've just taken a photo of our conversation and it's going on Instagram now. And then I'm, I'm creating the pretty link from my website to link directly to that post so anybody (laughs) who goes to anybody who goes to shine and succeed which is my website shineandsucceed.com forward slash rick that's going to redirect you back to my instagram where there's tons and tons and tons of facebook ads tips on there but what i really want you to do is comment on the post that has rick's face on it and say hi say rick sent me (laughs) um and Tell me about your business. Tell me about what you need help with. Send me a direct message. Like I'm there all the time. I hang out there all day. Uh, Come and hang out
2: with me. I love it. I love it. Shineandsucceed.com forward slash Rick. I will link that up in the show notes for today's episode. So let me thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for everything you do for all of us in your community. You're an inspirational leader to have.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, hope this interview with Solomon was really helpful for you. Quick announcement before we head out. If you're looking for hands-on help with your Facebook ads from me and my team, you're going to want to join us for FBA Live here in San Diego coming up on December 7th, 8th, and 9th. FBA Live, this is my live implementation workshop that I do twice a year, May and December. And we're going to be actually working on your Facebook ad campaigns together and having conversations around strategy and areas for improvement for your campaigns. So much has changed with Facebook ads over the last two months, right? Let alone this year. And so my goal is to have you walking away with things set up the right way and improvements made. If you're already running Facebook ads right now, I want you walking away with things improved, lower costs, and better results. And something new I'm doing for this December FBA Live, when you sign up for the workshop, it's going to include access to one of my training programs, which you will need to go through as much as possible prior to the event. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want the workshop to have the biggest impact for you. So it's not going to be for complete beginners. If you're already one of my students, you're going to get a big time discount off the cost of the event, or you're going to get to come for free again, so that we can have the biggest impact on working with you. Spots are limited to just 40 people at the time of recording this over half of those spots are already gone. So to go check out the details and reserve your spot, just go visit rickmulready.com forward slash FBA live rickmulready.com forward slash fba live i love doing these workshops one of my favorite thing i do uh in the business all year hanging out with you for a few days and really helping you move your business and your facebook ads can't wait to see you here in san diego in december now coming up in the next episode I've got one of my favorite interviews to date on the on the podcast. I know I said that about today's episode, um, also saying it about the next episode coming up for you. Tiffany Kavan from kidscookingschool.org, which is a nonprofit cooking school for kids. Uh, Tiffany's gonna join me to share how she, she's new to Facebook ads, how she is using Facebook ads to grow her cooking school. You are gonna love her story as we dive into everything that she's doing to grow her school with Facebook ads. Really excited to share that one with you. I think you can tell. So until then, my friends, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode.
0: Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.